Hi everyone, it's Evelyn, and thank you so much for coming and listening to my podcast. This is Life Over Matter, and for those of you who are new, welcome, and for those of you who listen to me every week, thank you for joining me again. Today, I am going to be talking to you about uh, something that's that's pretty close to me every day, um, and it is... Uh, the prevention of burnout. It's a hot topic, uh, especially since a lot of us started working from home. Uh, but we also uh, work more, uh, even if you only have a single job, or maybe if you are not working, but you have children, uh, you're, you're working at home. Or maybe that's something that you did before the pandemic and your kids are at an age where they're a little bit harder to uh, take care of or predict what they need. And uh, so whatever line of work that you're in, you could be in the office um, and it affect you just as much almost. My thing is that I don't have an off button. Like I just, I keep going. And when I do have the off button, it, it hits me like a ton of bricks. And I guess it's a blessing because I'm incredibly productive but it is a curse because in the balance ratio, it doesn't occur to me until I'm too tired to enjoy the other aspects that, hey, maybe you should have put that down or maybe you should have walked away or perhaps you should have thought this through better. And so uh, I notice that uh, it affects all cycles, my eating cycle, my sleeping cycle, my meditation cycle. Uh, and I like to try to keep a eye on those things all the time. And uh, if I get too busy on the hamster wheel, I find myself losing sight of some of those most important things until I am uh, too tired to enjoy uh, the other things. And so today uh, I, I was getting off of work and each day this week I went into overdrive. I just had a lot of goals that I was trying to hit, a lot of things that I was trying to practice. Those of you who listen a lot know that I've got this huge presentation coming up and I've been kind of cramming for that. And I have been working to meet with a transcendental meditation meditation expert. And like I said in one of the previous episodes, if all goes well with that whole thing, I should be able to add four hours to my mental capacity, which I'm really excited about because it's really not the hours added into your day of course it is the quality of those hours that you spend and for me quality isn't what the average person would probably think of quality in a sense uh because uh, yes i like being productive and i think that that's great and i think that everybody should have a certain standard for that but i also need to incorporate and all the time and i always talk about this need to incorporate the joys in life a little bit more, the things that make me smile, the things that make me happy, the things that are related to my favorites and, and things like that. And I I spend so much time trying to think of strategies and trying to learn more things to make me more polished and better at certain things that that's exactly when I start to lose sight. And the people in my life that I care about the most are usually the people who take me aside and say, Evelyn, you've got to slow down a little bit. Or, 
you know, you've got to eliminate some things so that you have enough time for other things. And it's just par for the course, I guess. Anyway, so I thought that since this is something that I'm looking at right now, along with all of the other things I've been talking to you about, that maybe you could relate. Maybe there are things in your life that are so important to you, but they're taking up, uh, you know, a lot of the balance that you have, whether you have too much of personal going on, you need to concentrate on work more, or you've got too much work going on, you need to concentrate on personal stuff a little bit more. Either way, I think that it's healthy to have a little bit of everything, right? Uh, as you know from listening to me for a while, and if you haven't, just so you know, I'm pretty open-minded and I'm all about being fascinated in conversation and fascinated by people and I love experiences and I love to travel and I yearn for a lifestyle someday where I can concentrate on just learning and soaking in some of that culture and some of people's stories and helping out where I can uh, with expertise and traveling around and doing things like that and talking to and finding out about people's lives, you know? And so uh, in order to do that, you know, it's it's a means to an end, right? You're, you're trying all the time to read up and understand what certain words mean and what certain um, I- ideologies are and, and histories and kind of peel the onion of what makes us us. And then every once in a while, I have this epiphany moment where I'm like, oh my gosh, how come nobody in the world has ever asked this question? How come nobody in the world ever cares about this? And I'll ask around and people kind of look at me like, what? Why are you asking that question? And sometimes I, you know, will get someone who latches on to the conversation. They're like, you know what? I was thinking of that too. And then they, they capitalize on it. Like they're like, if that's that way, then why isn't this this way? And I'm like, yeah, you know, and it's just this light bulb moment. And those are the things that probably get me the most, um, you know, going. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just ready to break it down. And, and I think that at the end of the day, it all, it all comes down to the same thing. And it's the reason for this podcast. And that's just trying to uh, correct all, right all the wrongs, right? And, you know, live a healthy lifestyle and be able to make time to portion and measure out foods, which I hacked this week. Wait till I tell you guys about that. Um, have that time for that, but then have enough time to dedicate yourself to quality, pure work, you know, and, and just give your all, give 150% of everything that you have for every hour that you're working. And I get so passionate about that, that I don't even see the time. I said last week, and I meant it. Like I will start working on something and I'll get into the zone and I'll get going. And then the next thing you know, it's dark outside. And I'm just like, where did the time go? It's like the whole world is passing me by and I'm just in this zone, you know? And that's why I love music and having headphones in and our earbuds and putting my music on and and just kind of getting lost in that thought process because I am I'm getting so many things done that when I'm finished, I feel so productive. Like I, I did something with my day that was crucial, you know, maybe not to me per se, but to the people that I, I have responsibilities to, you know, and then home stuff, you know, I got a laundry list of things each day. 
I've got to take care of this. I got to run here. I've got to drop this off. I've got to, you know, for a while I had a, a family. I, I think I was telling, telling you guys about this in a previous episode. There was a family who um, came upon hard times and I was making food every day and I was portioning it for them, not just for my diet. So that was Sundays, right? And then every day I was portioning it and food savoring it. My food saver is my lifesaver. I'll tell you, if you don't have a food saver at home, you must, you must get a food saver. It, I vacuum seal stuff and it lasts me forever and it's a, a money saver. It's amazing. That's a whole other episode. I think in the first season, if you leaf through those episodes, I do a lot of talking about the food savers because it helps me with my VSG stuff. Anyway, I was food saving these meals for this family. And then every night I was taking them after work and I was dropping off all of this food for the family because they were in and out of the hospital. Uh, one of their one of their children was sick. And, you know, I, I have been friends with this family for 15 years. And so, uh, you know, my heart was just with them. My, my, my thoughts were with them all the time. And I, I couldn't help but want to do everything that I could. And so I was doing that and, you know, portioning my own food and then, you know, driving over and donating and, and just a lot of stuff. And it's great because it keeps you busy. It keeps you almost like your brain is charged all the time and ready to rock and roll. And I'm used to living life on not a whole lot of sleep. So that was good too. And then the weekends I would just crash, right? Like it would come along and it was, you know, the light switch would go off and I'm out of it, right? And I was able, I think, to keep my resistance up through all of this because of the VSG vitamins that I take. I take a ton of vitamins every day and I drink a ton of protein shakes because as you can imagine, I don't have time all the time to have breakfast and lunch and dinner. So I grab a protein shake and because of inflation, those went from like 30 to $50 a case. And uh, there's only like 15 in a case, 12 to 15. And so the reason why I was able to get through that pretty well was because I stocked up on them when the pandemic hit, because I didn't know if they were gonna continue selling them or not because of supply issues and stuff. So, uh, you know, it got, it got pretty, crazy there for a little bit because the time was running thin and the goals, you know, if you can't do something from start to finish and you just do a little of a ton of things, then you're not really doing a quality job for everything that you're obligated to, right? And so what was happening was it was day and night and day and night and day and night. And I was getting a few minutes sleep, getting up, doing it all over again, getting a few minutes sleep, getting up, doing it over again. I maybe slide in a movie there, slide in a couple shows, you know, and that alone was helping me to feel recharged. You know, I go to the beach for a couple hours. I went on a cruise, right? Thinking that the cruise would just reset everything. I was wrong. <laughs> I had a blast. It was amazing. It was the most relaxation that I think I've ever had in my life. <laughs> But then when I came back, it was like a tidal wave had hit me in the face <laughs> because I was off my diet and I had to get back on the wagon. I was not exercising and I had to do that again. Although I did walk 12 miles on the ship my first day there. It's the biggest ship in the, in the fleet uh, and it was amazing. But I kept getting lost. Like I kept going on adventures 
and I kept getting lost and my tracker was like, uh, you've walked a mile, you've walked a mile. <laughs> anyway, I'm at 11 minutes and 54 seconds and as you can tell, I'm feeling real chatty today. I'm in a separate place than I usually record. It's the one uh, area where I have a half an hour at a time and I know that this is a Saturday episode, I can just feel it. So I am, uh, I'm gonna go to a break and uh, grab a drink and go to the bathroom and do all those things. It's a quick commercial. You might not have time for all of that, but I will talk to you in just a few moments. Today, we're going to talk about how to avoid burnout because I need to know as well as you do, hopefully. And um, yeah, after this break, we'll break it down. So I'm going to be talking to you today about how to prevent burnout and how to heal from it. It's on a website that is called Intelligent Change and it's this really cool website that's kind of like an affiliate website of, you know, if you're looking for a certain type of article, they have surveys and quizzes and things that at your option, you can take them if you'd like. And then they ask you different questions on what your preferences are and then they start to suggest different subject matter that is of interest to you and in the theme of trying to polish myself and trying to add as much time as possible into an already chaotic day uh, each day then I I definitely had checked a few boxes that brought up the uh, topic of burnout syndrome and I don't believe that I have it I, I definitely am not in denial over that I I think that there are definitely different symptoms of it but I uh, try to be mindful of my minutes and try to be mindful of my moments and trying to uh, not take as many things for granted that are easy to take for granted. Uh, However, in the spirit of adding more time to a very busy day and lifestyle, I, uh, I definitely thought that this was abuse and I'm going to be trying different exercises on how to add some more of those smiling moments uh, and those laughter moments and those confident moments, those, those moments that build your confidence a little bit because who, who couldn't use more of, the, more of that, you know? And so I'm reading how to prevent burnout and how to heal from it. So we've all heard of it. Many have experienced it. However, we still don't know what the burnout is exactly nor how to cope with it. The culture of overworking and overcommitting to jobs, along with the phenomenon of losing personal identity to professional success, has led us to one of the burning issues today, the burnout syndrome. Anxiety, physical pain, and frequent illness, irritability, fatigue, sleeping issues, interpersonal conflicts, and family problems are just some of the symptoms associated with the burnout, but the list goes on and on. Since the palette of symptoms is so broad, often difficult to grasp what burnout syndrome is all about. So what is burnout syndrome? Well, the term was coined in the 1970s by the psychologist Herbert Freudenberger. Today, we call it syndrome because its syndromes impact the person's whole system. Physical health, mental health, social and family relationships, productivity at work, etc. On one hand, burnout is the final straw, the results of months or years of neglecting personal needs for the sake of investing ourselves in emotionally demanding situations. On the other hand, if left untreated, 
It's the first step to a more serious problem, such as heart disease, depression, diabetes, and so on. The burnout is very complex and deeply rooted in both individual psychology and company climate, but it also has to do with our society on a big scale. That's why we say it's a multi-dimensional problem, and it won't be resolved solely by treating individuals. Social change is required too. Freudenberger defined burnout as the state of fatigue or frustration brought about by devotion to a cause, a way of life, or a relationship that failed to produce the expected reward. A more recent, broader definition suggested by Maslach and Leiter defines burnout as a psychological syndrome emerging as a prolonged response to chronic interpersonal stressors on the job. These researchers point out that crucial dimensions of the burnout response are overwhelming exhaustion, cynicism, detachment, feeling of ineffectiveness and lack of accomplishment. The person's stress is located in a social context and the reaction spills over from the self to the environment and vice versa. The list of burnout symptoms is pretty long. It encompasses a variety of reactions that depend on a myriad of factors, so there's practically no way you're experiencing it wrongly. Some people cry at funerals, some laugh. Some people scream when they're too tired. Others goof around, make an excess, or become anxious and depressed. The warning symptoms that occur long before the actual syndrome takes effect are increased commitment to goals and exhaustion. Overly committed individuals perfectionists, those who are not sure how to set boundaries and how to say no, are more prone to burning out at work than those who simply care less. Once you've entered this vicious cycle of neglecting your needs, sleep, and sanity for the sake of work or home, the rest of the symptoms begin to follow. And here are some of the more prominent ones. Fatigue, difficulty concentrating, irritability, aggression, frustration, insomnia, bizarre pain, muscle tension, constant tiredness, low immunity, frequent headaches, appetite changes, depression, anxiety, detachment, cynicism, decreased sense of accomplishment at work, withdrawal, isolation, flunk in motivation, compromised cognitive performance, compromised creativity and professional judgment, interpersonal conflicts at work and in personal life, procrastination, escape fanities, skipping work, etc. As you can see, exhaustion can take many shapes and forms. As you learn how to recognize it, you'll manage to prevent most of these negative symptoms. There are 12 stages of burnout. According to Frodenberger and his colleague Gail North, burnout syndrome develops through 12 stages that begin long before the most painful symptoms become obvious. Twelve stages are number one, excessive ambition. It's self-explanatory, and the more that you care about the outcome, the more you invest yourself in a job or at home. Also studies suggest that engagement at work or home is associated with higher odds of burnout. Number two, self-pressure to work harder. The higher your ambitions are, the more you push yourself to achieve your Number three, neglecting your needs. When ambition becomes an obsession, you begin to sacrifice self-care to work. That's why I remind you guys all the time about self-care. Number four, conflict displacement. 
Instead of noticing that your problems stem from self-pressure, you start blaming others, boss, colleagues, job itself, etc. Number five, work becomes the only preoccupation. As frustrations keep piling up, you're no longer able to focus on anything else but work. Number six, denial. Your impatience for others mounts, but you still can't recognize the source of the problem. Everyone seems incompetent, lazy, and a burden to you. Number seven, withdrawal. Finally, you begin to withdraw from your family and social circles. Number eight, behavioral changes. Aggression, irritability, snapping, or crying for no reason become the new normal. Number nine, depersonalization. The detachment from your life and identity becomes unbearable and you start feeling like you have very little control over your life. Number 10, anxiety and emptiness. When your balance in life is seriously infringed, it's pretty common to feel empty and anxious. In a desire to feel alive again, many people turn to thrill-seeking behaviors such as substance abuse, gambling, or overeating, etc. <laughs> Number 11, depression. The void can't be filled artificially. You begin to lose a sense of meaning and purpose and feel hopeless. At some point, the walls are torn down and depression kicks in. Number 12, mental or physical collapse. Finally, your brain and body can't take it anymore. Medical or mental health attention becomes necessary to overcome the weakness. As you can see, burnout doesn't happen in a single day. It can cook slowly for weeks, months, and sometimes even years. Humans are highly adaptable creatures, and sometimes we also adapt to unhealthy conditions. Years can pass by before our very eyes, and by the time we reach some of the more critical phases, like withdrawal or behavior changes, it's years later. It's important to be well-informed about the problem and able to locate whether you're headed down the burnout road or you're simply excited about a new goal or pro project. How to prevent yourself from burnout. The best way to prevent yourself from burnout is to implement a healthy and balanced lifestyle. Although you can't always prevent stress from happening, you can choose how you prepare for it and how you react to it. Physical activity. Besides helping us stay healthy, regular exercise also helps us stay sane. It helps us vent frustrations and gives us an emotional boost. You don't have to be a regular at the gym to achieve this. A regular walk, stretching, yoga, or some dance cardio can do the trick as well. The key is consistency. And I love that because I, I had a horrible day a couple a couple years ago. I just I had a rough day. I got off work, I came home, I got my bathing suit on, I jumped in the pool, I swam for like three hours. I swam till it got dark outside laps just going laps 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 and when I got done I had worked out so much of that pent up frustration just some of that that just frustration I don't know what other way to describe it uh, it was so awesome I slept amazing I just felt free I felt like that that stress was gone I think that that's so important Balanced diet. A healthy and versatile diet is another important source of stress resilience. Healthy foods help us build a stronger immune system and certain foods such as omega-3 fat acids, I talk to you guys about this all the time, fish, walnuts, to name a few, work as natural antidepressants. I'm unable to eat nuts because of my diverticulitis, but I eat fish like it's going out of style. It's not intentional. It's not like I'm on a special kind of fish diet or anything like that, but 
I just feel better. Uh, you know, I, I don't, I, I mix in a lot of other things, but fish is a special, has a special place in my life. A good night's sleep, this is something I gotta work on. Regular sleeping cycles help us stay in control. They have this in quotes. Going to bed at the same time each evening and waking up the same time each morning gives our brain and body a sense of routine and familiarity. Plus, enough sleep is crucial for rational thinking and emotional regulation. The secret here is to be in tune with the circadian rhythms and get to bed before midnight. I like that. They give me a cutoff. Try that. <laughs> I do notice that when I get a good night's sleep, when I just, you know, keep going, keep going, keep going, and that light switch does go off, I take a B12 in the morning and I'm, I'm rocking it. Positive mindset. As human beings, we are conditioned to negative thinking, but assuming negative consequences can be life-saving and dangerous situations. This evolutionary leftover called the negativity bias is where many of our self-debilitating beliefs and behaviors stem from. Many people think that having a positive mindset means ignoring reality, which is often negative, and pretending that everything is fine. In reality, the positive mindset is the complete opposite. No matter how hard life is, we should acknowledge the tough times, but also try to find something good in it. It could be a valuable lesson, a successfully overcome challenge, or an experience that brought us closer to other people. For example, keeping a gratitude journal. I talk to you guys about this all the time. Every morning, every evening for no more than five minutes can help you wire your brain to positivity and lead you towards achieving a positive mindset. Just a side note that could help help with this also. I also have picked up affirmation cards on Amazon. Uh, they have different exercises too that you can buy on Amazon that they give you the, uh, the, all, of, uh, all of the supplies that you need. For instance, they'll give you a jar and you can write down something that you're thankful for and put it in the jar. They have the journals where you can write in. I have this journal that's real old school. It's like from Outlander. Uh, it's not from the show Outlander. It's just, it's old, it's Irish, it's leather. It has a ton of paper inside of it. It's got this really cool several stringed leather like strap and it goes around several times to the journal. It's phenomenal. And whenever I write in it, I feel like I'm, you know, dictating, you know, something that is just this amazing. Really, I'm just writing, you know. <laughs> Today, I'm thankful for the sunshine. I'm thankful for the rain. Oh my gosh, you guys know I love rain so much. Um, you know, just simple things that you're just like, oh, I'm, I'm thankful for the health of my family. Thank you for letting them be there on the other side of the phone when I call, you know, stuff like that. And it really does make a huge difference. Planning, prioritizing, and also realistically estimating your working capacities over a certain period of time is crucial for preventing burnout. Having daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly plans, along with tools such as the Productivity Planner or Productivity Sheets, and a focus timer can help you organize your life in a balanced manner and achieve both results and personal growth in life. Speaking of rain, I have the window open and it just started pouring outside. So if it sounds like I'm a little staticky, I apologize ahead of time for that. It shouldn't, but I mean, it's really raining. Uh, by the way, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but Yankee Candle Midsummer Night Midsummer's Night is my favorite. You 
gotta smell this. Anyway, moving on, reeling myself back in. Evelyn, focus. How to heal from a burnout, what we're all here for, right? Sometimes we fail to recognize the early signs of burnout and we become aware that we've pushed it too far only when it's too late. In such a scenario, the question is how to heal. Here are a few things that you can do. Recognize the source. Not all burnout stems from work. If you remember the definition, any kind of emotionally draining work over a long period can cause this kind of exhaustion and system collapse. Sometimes it's a mixture of factors. Work, a demanding academic schedule, family issues, caring for a loved person with a serious health condition, relationship problems, etc. Identify the source of your burnout. What's the thing that's been eating up most of your energy? Is there anything that's been costing you a lot of nerves lately? If you can identify the main source of stress, it will make it much easier for you to come up with a solution. What can you change right away? Sometimes minor changes in our routine can make a major impact on how we feel. Perhaps slight changes in your schedule or a more realistic estimation of how much you do in one day or one week could disburden you a bit. Learn how to say no, detangle yourself from what you do, redraw the boundaries. And while these won't magically get you out of burnout, as more serious changes are necessary for that, they may give you a sense of control over your life. Having too much on your plate usually leads to burnout once it becomes impossible to successfully juggle everything you've taken on. Taking at least some control back could open the door for more serious change. Seek help. Whether you like it or not, in most cases, severe burnout requires professional attention. Pay a visit to your physician and do a detailed medical check as your health may be compromised due to prolonged stress. Psychologists and psychotherapists can be a great help here too. They can help you identify potential self-debilitating beliefs and behaviors and help you overcome them. They could also assist you in creating more rational plans of action for the future. This way you don't end up in the same position again. Talking to your mentors, friends and family can be of great help too. Someone from your community may have gone through the same thing and learning from their experience could bring you a lot of benefits. Even if that's not the case, simply connecting to people you love and being heard and understood can reduce anxiety levels and set us back on track. I love that too, because I do have moments where I, I have just wonderful people in my life that help me to just breathe. And, you know, they know who they are. And, you know, it's just worth its weight in gold. Work on your boundaries. Although painful, burnout itself is a valuable life lesson. Your mind and body are alarming you that you've had too much. It's time to learn how to say no to set clear boundaries and start prioritizing yourself and respecting your needs. If you're in a burnout and someone's asking you to do something for them, here's what you should do. Take a break. Analyze the situation. Estimate the amount of energy that you have. Estimate the amount of free time you have. Is the offer valuable or interesting to you in any way? Do you intrinsically want to participate and have the resources to do it? Time above all. Declining requests and saying no is not selfish nor rude. It's self-care and self-respect Take control. Burnout often feels like everything around you is moving frantically in a whirlpool while you're standing powerless and exposed. 
As you keep blaming outside factors for your situation, you probably fail to notice that there are a few things that you can do to improve it. Plan ahead. Write down everything you need to do each day and make a timeline for your tasks. It's like everything to me. Prioritize. Not all tasks are of equal importance. Pick one or two that are crucial for you to have a successful day and focus on them. Everything else you manage to complete is extra. Do this every day. Use time blocking. When you're in a burnout task that used to take only 15 minutes to complete, now take up to an hour or more. The reason for this is lack of focus and procrastination in which we indulge in. Time blocking can help you overcome this and regain your productivity and sense of control. Do work at work. Stop taking work home. Turn off your work phone, mute notifications, log off from your work email, and more importantly, communicate to your superiors about the issues that you're facing. Connecting with them and being honest about your needs could get some workload off your back and help get you back on your feet. Take care of yourself. When you're burnt out, your mind and body are crying for attention. When was the last time you did something for yourself? Splashed in the tub. Prepared a lovely meal for yourself. Enjoyed a book in the evening next to a scented candle all by yourself. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> or simply took some time or even days off to relax. We assume it's been a while. Try to remember something that makes you feel good and relaxed and make time in your schedule to enjoy it. Take an evening off, create a cozy atmosphere at home and enjoy the little things or consider another vacation, a weekend getaway or a retreat to help yourself find a new center in your life. While the state of burnout might be quite normalized in today's way of living, with the majority of people experiencing it sooner than later in their careers, it doesn't mean that it's any less serious. Reaching the state of burnout means that your inner systems are crashing and that your body and mind are taking your tempo and they're saying they can't do it anymore. They're alarming you to slow down and to change something. It's more than important that you listen to them and take a moment to act on them. After all, that's the only thing really that you can do. So I'm so happy that I chose this to talk about uh, today and I'm so happy that you stayed with me through the entire episode to listen to it. Uh, there were a lot of helpful tips in there that I think are going to be useful to me. There's ones that I already use uh, and they didn't talk about meditation which as you know in most of the lists that I do in every episode someone slides meditation in there somewhere which I'm very appreciative of but I also appreciate when someone brings something new to the table in their in their article and I I love my meditations and I'm working on resetting the clock on some of those but until I can get there it's all a learning and growing experience right for us all and there were definitely some things in there that I think are light bulbs, some aha moments. Maybe you were listening to those things and you didn't realize that you were kind of burning out until you heard it. And then you were like, oh, you know what? I am going to do X, Y, and Z to try to alleviate some of this stress. And that's the key. I tell everybody all the time, your health is number one. Without that, you don't have anything. And, you know, I talk about my diet a lot on here and I talk about the challenge to eat right and things like that but I'm by no stretch of the imagination a skinny person I am always dealing with the overweight struggle and you know it's just one of the many things that I'm trying to top off in regards to my goals and so I know that there's listeners that are going through the same thing that I am and there's listeners that work all the time and love their jobs and 
you know, don't realize that the day has gone by because they love what they're doing so much like I do. So, you know, there's many different facets. And like they said, it could be a family at home. It could be academic studies. It could be things that are putting pressure on you and you have to have that balance, right? So I hope that this was able to help you today. And thank you for spending so much time with me today. I hope that you're having an amazing weekend and I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If there's anything that you want to talk about or if there's anything you want to comment on, anything like that, please feel free to reach out to me. Uh, if um, you feel comfortable, obviously. If you want to email me, you can reach me at evelynkish at yahoo.com. If you want to leave me a voicemail, the Anchor app has a section for that. You can also favorite, I found out the other day for sure, you can also favorite the podcast. So every time there's a new episode or every time I, I sneak in an Easter egg and I put like a 15 minute pep talk or something like that, you'll get notified. So definitely look for where that is. Uh, or you can follow me on my Life Over Matter Instagram page. That's probably where a lot of new listeners have found me uh, because I see it being shared in different in different areas and stuff, which I really appreciate. Um, but, you know, on the side, definitely feel free to share this with your family and friends. Uh, it's, it's the journey that I'm on. And I definitely am all about bringing everybody with me that absolutely wants to join me. So thank you for listening. There's a new episode every Wednesday and Saturday at 8 a.m. Eastern. Until the next time, I hope that you have an amazing morning, a wonderful afternoon, great night, and a safe week.